Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome, I'm Ed Coleman. Here's the Mets Spring Training Podcast for today. And joining us, one of the most popular Mets, Dom Smith, will hop on board. And the man with the perpetual smile, Brandon Nimmo, will also talk about center field and some of the questions there. And lastly, but not leastly, you want to stick around for Matthew Allen. He's a right-handed pitcher who... He's going to be on the fast track. He might not be with the Mets this year, but he's going to come fast, and he's a very interesting guy to listen to. But first, though, Dom Smith was asked, well, what was his takeaway from a breakout season last year? And he said he missed the fans, the buzz, the excitement, people in the stands. Very Dom Smith-like answer, and partly why Mets fans love him. So what is Dom? Is he a first baseman? Is he a left fielder? Is he a DH? Well, Dom has an easy answer for that one. So I'm a ball player. I'm a versatile ball player that's going to help you win games. Um, if I'm in the lineup, I don't care where I play. Like I said, I, I take pride in defense. Obviously, uh, my left field play hasn't been great, but people, you know, forget that, you know, I got thrown in left field in the big leagues, which is the highest level of baseball, the hardest level. Um, I didn't realize how hard guys hit the ball until I started playing outfield, playing outfield in the big leagues. So, um, it, it's a learning curve. It's a learning process. And I feel like, you know, I'm taking that challenge and I'm getting better and better at it. And like I said, I mean, I'm getting comfortable out there and I know that I could do it. I know. I know I could play left field, right field. I'm competitive and um, I, I believe in my ability. Smith spent a lot of time in the offseason working on his agility, trying to increase his athleticism. And he says he feels stronger and better prepared. Yes, of course. I mean, you have to. You have to work on, you know, just getting becoming a better athlete as a whole. And that's something that, you know, I really want to do. I really want to take back. I really want to show the world that I'm an athletic player. And like I said, from the time I made my debut in 2017 and 2018 and I lost all that weight, I, I mean, I said it to you guys, the best players in this game, they're some of the most athletic players in the game. And if you can become more athletic, it's just going to help out your overall game. So that's something that I take pride in and I work on. Even here, you know, I'm here early, I'm stretching, I'm moving around, I'm working on my agility, I'm working on my speed, I'm working on the way I can improve my route running. Um, so it's, it's always an ongoing process that never ends. And it's something that, like I said, for the rest of my career, I will continuously work on. Dom had an outstanding year in 2020. He hit 316 with a 993 OPS, 10 home runs, 21 doubles as well, and 42 RBIs. He met up with Barry Bonds in the offseason, and there was a popular side-by-side comparison of their swings that came out of that. It's funny because um, 
I, I really didn't notice the similarities until the side by side that night um, or the next day, actually, when I saw it. Um, the last couple of years, you know, I, I've been doing a little research and been hitting with guys. And um, I saw an interview with Christian Yelich, and he talked about how when Barry was with the Marlins, um, he put him through some some pretty interesting drills. And, you know, one of the drills were, you know, chopping the ball off a home plate and, you know, really feeling yourself working down and through the baseball and creating that backspin. And um, just uh, just that drill and a couple other drills I've taken from him and worked on it throughout the year. And, I mean, the side-by-side comparisons are they're pretty they're pretty good. And um, it's just something I want to keep improving on my swing. I know it's not the, the best swing. I know I have, you know, holes every hitter does. But it's just something that, you know, shows that I am working in the right direction. And uh, just something I want to keep improving on, like I said. And um, I was shocked. I was, I was very shocked, uh, the similarities. But it's pretty cool to, to see him. I asked Dom what his biggest takeaway from talking with Bonds was, either offensively or defensively, and his answer was a little surprising to me about the mercurial Bonds. I think the biggest takeaway I could take is his personality, just how down-to-earth he was, how just humble he was, and the knowledge of the game. Um, A mind like that should be in baseball somewhere at some capacity. Um, That's somebody that I would love to talk to on an everyday basis, whether it be about approach, whether it be about swing. And um, he's just a great baseball mind. Uh, defensively, offensively, um, we didn't talk much about, you know, swing. He said he saw my swing and he broke my swing down, told me to keep my hands higher and, you know, work down through the ball. Um, like I said, I'm getting this number, so we're going to definitely talk more throughout the season about my swing and approach. But, I mean, that mind – was just phenomenal. It was more than I can ever ask for. And I was like in a dream. I was in all the whole conversation. And I mean, he's just, a, he's a great person. He's a great, it was a great conversation. I wish we could have talked longer. I mean, he didn't want to stop talking. He was, he was awesome. Smith has overcome injuries, lack of chances at times to prove himself, skepticism about his talent as well, and sleep apnea on top of everything else. And this is why people love Dom Smith. Listen up. It was, it was tough. I mean, nothing's easy in, in this world, but I feel like the harder it gets, it just brings the character out of a person. And um, my parents were very hard on me growing up. And when things got tough, they just didn't let me give up. They didn't let me just give in. And um, I think that just that um, just never die attitude and, just the fact that my parents kind of instilled that in me at a young age, I just couldn't give up, no matter how hard it was. Like I said, I knew my ability, my capabilities, and I wasn't playing up to par, and I was honest with myself. I took a self, I look in the mirror, and I said, Dominic, you have to improve. And I really, really worked on improving every facet of my game, man. I, I, I don't really pay attention to the noise. Um, I don't pay attention to players who are listed ahead of me, players who, you know, whatever the case may be, I just don't pay attention to anything negative because if you start listening to that, then all your work, everything that you're putting into the game, you're not going to be able to put in everything into it because you're just so caught up on negative things. So um, I think just my parents, I obviously have a couple, you know, psychologists that I talk to and them really shaped in my mindset, my outlook on life. Um, really helped me. I mean, at the end of the day, no matter what role you're on on the big league roster, 
that's still the best job in the world. If you're coming off the bench, if you're coming out of the bullpen, if you haven't played in two weeks, it's still a million kids, a million adults who would kill to be in your position in your shoes. So you should never be upset. You should never pout. You should never be angry. You know, control what you can control. And that's what I do. And uh, I, I let everything else take care of itself. And I just don't put wasted energy into stuff that I know I can't control. All right, let's draw a walk and run to first base. Brandon Nimmo is next up. There was much talk this offseason about bringing George Springer aboard. Really, almost more about getting Nimmo out of center field to a corner spot. The metrics have not been kind to Nimmo as a center fielder. He's stronger coming in on balls than he is going back on them. So some adjustments have been made with his outfield setup, and that should help moving forward. You know, I think early on in the season, I think, honestly, I was playing too shallow. Um, and so that was keeping me from catching a lot of balls that um, I think, you know, um, the metrics would say are, are very catchable balls. Um, and so, you know, that was something we tried to improve on in, in the at the end. Um, and then, you know, there was uh, definitely a couple balls that I just I just screwed up on, you know, and in 60 games. Um, that's going to be that's going to be highlighted. You know, you're not going to have the longevity to make that up. So, um, but I think in the beginning, I was, I was playing a little bit too shallow. It's one thing we really pointed out um, about halfway through going into September, and um, and so you know that's one thing that um, we're definitely going to work on, and we're working on now um, coming into this season. Um, and then you know we're we're going to point out little things as well. There's always you know first step quickness and that kind of stuff that we can we can point out. You usually catch the ball in the first two steps, two or three steps. Um, but that was a big, that was a big thing um, that they highlighted last year when we broke it down and, and said, yeah, these balls got over you because of this depth that you were at. Like you were 20, 30 feet shallower than most guys or whatever. So um, I really think that was, that was a big one that hurt me. And then, um, like I said, I had a couple that I just screwed up on and, um, and uh, you know, you don't have the longevity to make that up. Offensively, Nemo has always been a pass the baton kind of guy. Keep the line moving, take a walk, let the next guy pick me up. Well, there are situations, though, that you really need to have that controlled aggression to seize the moment, and Nimmo is starting to adapt to that. I, I think so. I think I've, I think I've done better at that. Um, I think that was, uh, you know, attributed to the higher average last year. Um, and, and so I think I've just gotten a little bit better at, you know, um, taking advantage of those mistakes. Um, and, and so maybe before I foul those off uh, with maybe some uh, being a little tentative, uh, been a little more aggressive and, you know, trying to do damage with the ball uh, when they do make the mistakes. So that controlled aggression. And, um, you know, I think I've done a better job of that. I'm not going to say I haven't figured out uh, at all. Um, you know, there's definitely guys that, that probably do it better than me. Um, and I try and be a sponge around all these guys and take their approaches into consideration. But um, I do think I've done a better job of that. And I, I look to continue to be better. Finally, Matthew Allen, a first-round talent taken in the third round by the Mets and a fast tracker to the big leagues. He's a Florida kid. He's just 19 years old, wise beyond his years, and he threw some BPs with Jacob deGrom at Stetson University in Florida, and he's been siphoning information off the two-time Cy Young Award winner, as you might expect during spring training. I think think the... the Best thing for me that I've noticed with Degrom is it's a two-way, two-way conversation. You know, it's not me constantly going up to him, you know, saying hi and you know, talking. He he would come, he comes up to me a fair share. You know that we've kind of seen each other and crossed paths and saying like, hey, you know, 
watched your live the other day. Why did you throw this pitch and this pitch? You know, you, should, you know, maybe think of this. Um, but Ricky basically said, you know, wear him out with questions, you know, like he, he's prepared. He knows you're going to talk his ear off, like just absolutely wear him out with any questions that you have. And so, um, you know, the chances that I've been around him and felt like it's been a good situation to ask, you know, without intruding on his work, um, you know, I've asked him an array of questions and he's always been so good to, you know, give me an honest answer and then give me an explanation, not just say like, this is what I do. Um, you know, he's been really good about saying like, this is what I do and this is why I do it. Another Met starter that has showered knowledge on Allen is the very outspoken Marcus Stroman. Meeting Stroman, I think just the type of person he is and how much he cares for the, the, the young players and how much he's really out to just help you. You know, he's not looking for any publicity to say he's going to help you or anything like that. He's truly out there just to help you. So, you know, yesterday I was picking his brain on, on um, you know, a curveball grip on, you know, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? And, you know, he, he walked me through his exact thinking for, for his pitches. And I think, you know, that was really eye-opening, um, you know, just to see the kind of person he is. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited to, you know, continue to talk to guys like, you know, Syndergaard and, and uh, such, so. You don't often see a young pitcher with a blazing fastball and terrific curveball say that his changeup is his favorite pitch, but Allen is one of those rare exceptions. Going to Brooklyn, it really excelled past expectations. Uh, my expectations, it got it got way better, way faster. Uh, I think that's just because you know they communicated in Brooklyn that the most important thing is obviously just work on your stuff. There's no real winner or loser. If you get, if you get hit around, who cares, like work on your pitches. And so that allowed me to go and throw changeups, you know, 2-0, 3-0, 3-1, 2-1 in these odd counts. And, you know, now I really, it's, it's one of my favorite pitches to throw. I threw it in my live BP and it was my the best pitch that I was throwing. And so I think just kind of constantly harping on working on my changeup um, and, you know, constant body control and learning about myself. Those are some, some of the goals and just, you know, I think big thing for me is stay healthy and help whichever team I'm on, help them win. You know, I'm a big competitor and at the end of the day, I just, I want to win. You know, I think for me being in, in Brooklyn two years ago, winning the championship, it's, you know, I, I want to do that again, wherever I'm at, I want to be part of a championship team. I asked manager Luis Rojas how rare it is to see a change up that good for a 19 year old with limited pro experience. It's it's up there. It's a plus pitch. It it, it runs. It fades. Uh, he's got a good 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 feel for it. Just a good feel. Uh, you you watch his side and his ability to repeat uh, his delivery is just outstanding. The body control, the mentality he has. Um, and, you know, you see he throws a fastball easy, and then next time he throws a changeup, same arm speed, and it's just like you know he he, he does a lot. It's it's, impre- it's impressive. The maturity level is uh, is the one thing that stands out. And then when you see this stuff, you that, that's when it's eye-popping for real. So why has it become an outpitch and a favorite for Allen so quickly? Well, he tracks it back to his time with the Brooklyn Cyclones in 2019. I think the first step with me was it's a confidence pitch. It's, it's knowing that you're going to throw it and it's going to go and move how you want it. Um, and, you know, knowing that you can throw it down the middle and, and have it play off your fastball. So I think, I think the biggest thing for me um, originally was it's a confidence pitch. I need to be confident that I'm going to throw it. If you're not confident in any pitch you're going to throw, chances are it's not going to be a good pitch, and there's going to be a lot of damage done. 
So first thing for me was building confidence in my changeup. Um, second thing for me was starting to understand like uh, the movement profile on it. Like how do I naturally throw it and how can I manipulate the ball to um, play off my fastball, play off my curveball? Because if it's got uh, way too much spin in one direction, then, you know, if it's not going to play off my other pitches, it doesn't matter how good it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, once I started to understand that, um, I started throwing with a, a softball, like smaller, squishy softball uh, with elevated seams. And that really helped feel like this is what finger is supposed to come off of. This is what it feels like to throw properly. So that when I grab a baseball, it, it feels awesome, you know, because I'm going from a bigger ball to a smaller ball. And I really feel like I, I have control over it. Um, and then past that, like I said, it's just continuing the confidence of throwing it 2-0, throwing in these odd counts that, that you know, in the big leagues, you're going to need a 2-0 changeup. Plenty of times DeGrom has thrown 2-0 changeup, back-to-back changeup, you know, three changeups in a row. Um, and so I think for me, it was just uh, in high school, you don't, you're, you're focused on getting outs. Uh, and so I never really needed a changeup because I could throw a fastball, curveball, get guys out. Um, but one thing Ricky harped on was, hey, you're going to need a changeup. You're going to need a third pitch. Throw it in these odd counts. Who cares what happens? You know, that's what this experience is for. Allen is very poised. He's mature. He's, you know, not cocky, but he's extremely confident in his abilities. And a lot of that came from his time in Brooklyn as well and excelling in the competition there. It was extremely valuable. I think, you know, getting my feet wet there, first outing, obviously jitters and and, and being, um, you know, obviously being pretty timid, I'd say. Um, But I think after my first outing, it was like, well, like your stuff plays here. Like you can get outs here. You know, like this is this is above competition of low A or or whatever. Um, And I think for me, the biggest thing was just realizing like, hey, like believe in yourself, you you belong here. You've you've put in the work to be here, um, and uh, you know you can get outs here. I think that's probably the, the biggest thing for jumping to each level. You know, I I kind of look at that as a level jump, going from GCL to short season to then to there, facing guys with multiple years of big league time, going up and down. Um, you know, I think it was just after that first week, after that first outing, it was like. Hey, like believe in yourself, like your stuff plays here and it plays really well. Not like it's kind of hit or miss. It's like, it's like, no, you can have a subpar day uh, stuff wise and still get plenty of outs. And so that's kind of the approach that I started taking was just like, be confident in yourself that, that like you belong to be here and you sure as heck can get outs here. Like I said, fast track. Remember the name, Matthew Allen. And remember to tune in tomorrow. Let's do that again. Close again here in three, two, one. Like I said, fast track. Remember the name, Matthew Allen. And remember to tune in tomorrow when we're back with yet another Mets spring training broadcast. Have a great one. I'm Ed Coleman. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.